everyone, it's John and Ben, and welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I break down 1985 Santa Claus the movie one minute at a time. And we are at a big minute, minute number 20. Yeah, we've made it 20 minutes in. We've been doing this for 20 <laughs> weeks in a row. Well, I guess technically 21 weeks in a row because right. we had a minute zero. Right. A couple nights ago, we did record a guest spot we on did. the Totally Rad Christmas podcast talking about our favorite Christmas movie. Of course, Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, this movie. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, that's yeah, correct. Yes. No wonder I couldn't understand what you were talking about on that podcast. You're talking about a totally different movie. So the episode with us guest starring should be up in about a month. We'll mention it again here on our show. But in the meantime, go check out Totally Rad Christmas Podcast if you love Christmas and the 80s. Right. Which I'm sure quite a few of you guys do if you're listening to a podcast about a 1980s Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, let's dive into Minute 20. Okay. So the minute begins as Patch takes just a moment to answer Santa's question that he asked in the last minute. I, I need a refresher. Santa, what was that question again? What do we need all these reindeer for? And Patch responds... So helpfully. Oh, you'll see. This is a curious kind of place. Oh, this is nothing now. Wait till you see how it gets during season's greetings. Season's greetings? Mm-hmm. What's that? You'll see. <laughs> so thanks, Patch, for that. Yes. So helpful. <laughs> So helpful to both Claus and the audience. Right. I mean, we the audience know what the reindeer are for, at least. Right. We know what the reindeer are for, but we have no idea about Season's Greetings. But with Claus, you think he'd be able to put the pieces together here. The yeah. elves have already showed him the toy tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, and how he's going to deliver all these presents to the Children kids of, of the, the world. world. Yeah. He's already making toy deliveries in his village with reindeer Mm -hmm. so i would assume the only two options here are the reindeer are either the mode of transportation Mm -hmm. or they'd be food right those would be my two guesses (laughs) and if my two reindeer were in the same stable as these other ones i would hope they were modes of transportation and i wasn't going to be eating donner later on in the year you know what i mean so poor Claus does look understandably confused mm-hmm. after Patch does the second wheel see to Season's Greetings. Right. And I can't wait to get to Season's Greetings because, you know, I've watched this movie for the past 35 years and I'm still not exactly clear what the heck Season's <laughs> Greetings is. It's not explained anywhere in the movie. Luckily, we have Ben and the novelization here yeah, it'll to, help final, out a little to bit. finally give us the context of what Season's <laughs> Greetings is. Because I have the same look on my face as Claus here mm-hmm. when I'm watching the season's greetings ritual. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so to kind of distract Claus or before Claus can say anything else, Padge is like, oh, hey, look, Donner is eating. And Donner is finally eating some food. And Claus looks pretty happy about it. Like he's pretty content with that. And, and that's pretty much where this section of the minute in the stable end in the stable ends yeah but i do want to mention that you can clearly see that it is like a little bowl or a little dish that he's eating out of yeah it's like a bowl with like a little handle on it but then patch and claws look at each other you know with a big smile on their Mm -hmm. face like hey look at him he's eating yeah things are gonna be okay he's settling right in like part of the gang right yeah 
And then you see a big shot of the elf village again from the outside. And then, bam, we have a cuckoo clock going off. So it's a very colorful cuckoo clock. I believe we've seen it before Mm -hmm. when they first got into the toy workshop and it's like doing that shot across the... Yeah, when Claus and Anya first stepped into, I believe they call this the Great Hall. Um, And once they step into the Great Hall, you can kind of see it that very first time when we see all the elves piled around on the balconies and stuff. So it's a very colorful clock. It looks like there's some windmills. Mm-hmm. There's like a bird perched, a wooden bird perched on the top. Mm-hmm. There's wooden carved figures. There's something below it, too. Yeah, it's like the little little wheel that's turning, that's making them move, has, um, I don't know what they are, hanging at the bottom. I don't know if they're bells. It might be like chimes, you know. So I don't be- know. So before we started recording, we were trying to figure out how this clock must work. <laughs> we still don't know. <laughs> because the clock part that you would see on a traditional clock is like separated into three circles. The outer ring of the first one is colored red. Mm -hmm. And you can see the seasons on there. At the top, you have, it goes winter, spring, uh, oh, I got it wrong. No, it starts with spring at the top, and then it's summer on the right-hand side, and then autumn on the bottom, and then winter on the left-hand side, looking at it. (laughs) And then the yellow ring on the inside of that has what appears to be a bunch of numbers, which would be what you would think would be one two three four five whatever at first glance they'd look like roman numerals right so it looks like there's the time minutes on there and then the inner circle has um a red and a green circle on the inside so we're trying to figure out how you can tell what season it is on this clock there are hands of the clock as well yes Mm mm-hmm at first we thought, well, do the different circles within the circle, do they rotate? Like, okay, it's going to be this season mm-hmm. now. We get a closer look at it in the next minute, but we might as well get all the clock talk out right, of the way right, now. Right, right, That'll be the name of this episode, Clock Talk. <laughs> clock Talk. <laughs> so the writing on the red ring, it doesn't look like it should move because the way the words are around the outside of the clock spring and autumn are both facing like straight up like you would read it normal and then on the sides winter and summer they are kind of facing in you know so that you can read them but if this red would turn then when autumn was at the top it would be upside down and spring would be upside down as well so I don't think that the red moves. I think that's stationary. And the inside must move somehow. I thought maybe the red and the green circle on the very inside would indicate what the season is. But I can't really tell because in the next minute when we see the the clock again, it looks like there's red on like horizontally and then green is vertically. So it could either be autumn or spring (laughs) so i don't know but this view is kind of obscured so you don't know if maybe spring in this one and then autumn in the next shot and they just messed it up in the editing in the editing you can't really tell 
So, I don't know. And the little dashes yeah. that, for at first glance, appear to be Roman numerals are just like random dashes that repeat. There's like a single one, then there are two side by side, and then there are two side by side with like an, another dash between. It almost looks like the letter H. Yeah. And then those just repeat. Yeah. So are these like elf numbers? Maybe. I don't know. We don't know what they are. We don't know what they mean. So have we put more thought into how this clock operates than whoever carved this clock? Yes. I mean, I would like to think <laughs> there's a method to this madness here. You would think so. But I don't I just don't understand how it would work. So anyway, the clock has obviously hit a certain point. Right. A certain time or a certain season. Yep. Because we see the two little card figures come out of those doorways. Mm-hmm to ring the bell and wake everybody up or at least the way it's edited appears to wake everybody up right which is a bit ironic because we just had a scene of patch saying coming up with this brilliant idea of inventing a clock Mm -hmm. that would wake people up in the morning and here's all the elves waking up to a clock but to be fair an alarm clock would be set to a time that you set it for Mm -hmm. Whereas a cuckoo clock would just go off when it hits a certain point. Right. But then what we do is we go from looking at this clock, right? And then it goes straight to the elves waking up to go to work. And they all have their cuckoo clocks on their beds. So are they, are the, are the, the alarm clocks on their beds? I'm sorry. They all have the alarm clocks on their beds. So are they waking up to the alarm clocks on their beds going off all at the same time? Or are they waking off to the cuckoo clock? Well, I'm curious now. The the little one of the little guys hits that bell. How many times does he hit that bell? I don't know. Maybe that, that maybe that could be a clue. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Four times. So could it be four? It would have to be four o'clock. Or whatever elf four o'clock is. <laughs> elf o'clock. Elf o'clock. <laughs> okay, then it cuts away to a little wooden, it looks like a little wooden rooster. Mm-hmm. Is that the, is the one that we're seeing in the close-up the same one that's on top of the clock? Yes. It is. It's like a blue rooster, and he's yeah. making a cuckoo sound. It's the same one. Then this little wooden figure that's in a bed. I've never noticed this before. I think I always assumed it was just like a fireman, maybe. <laughs> a oh, toy yeah. fireman. He's like waking up. Yeah, it's a little guy in a bed. So are we seeing like bits and pieces of the patch clock in action? Well, let's see. It's green behind the guy. I No, I think the guy in the bed. Do you see in the clock underneath the circles? There's a red, like, rectangle with two gold posts on the oh, sides. Yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> I can't believe how much time we've devoted to this clock. Well, no one will ever be able to look at this clock in this movie the same way again. Would you totally buy a replica of this clock? Yes, I would in a heartbeat. What happened to this clock? We, we were curious. I want this. Or maybe if someone would make one similar. I would love it. I'm hoping it's in a warehouse somewhere. I'm, I don't know if my heart could take this 
this beautiful clock being just tossed in the dumpster yeah. at Pinewood Studios 35 years ago. Yeah. Like, oh, whatever. Yeah, hopefully it's in like a prop warehouse somewhere, just like sitting on a shelf, you know? We'll go with that. If anybody knows what the clock is, <laughs> go anywhere the little wooden figure is awo- awoken, awakened Yes. by the other little figurine who hit the bell four times. Right. And he's up and then boom. Then the elves wake up immediately afterwards. And yes. these are the rows of beds that we saw earlier during the Mm -hmm. tour of the elf building and all the elves are going to get up and start their shifts Mm -hmm. they turn on their lights they hop out of bed bin has her book ready i'm ready because i'm about to say something and i know what bin is going to say Mm -hmm. the way it is set up in the movie that that we've watched for 35 years as we are seeing it this don't you think it was set up to be, this is taking place the morning after the night we just saw? Yes. Claws and Patch conversing in the reindeer it's exa- stable. It's exactly what it looks like. Night finishes, alarm clock goes off, all the elves hop out of bed to go to work. Yes. But the more we research this movie, mm-hmm. and even on the DVD commentary track with Gino Schwartz, the director, he says what we're seeing here was edited in out of sequence because this was supposed to establish the elves are getting so busy with the increased workload Mm -hmm. that they're working shifts right so these guys are going to start what i'm assuming is the day shift right that's why they're flipping the names on the beds over Mm -hmm. but i will let you continue with the extra layer (laughs) from the book (laughs) okay so it's going to be hard to explain um because the book hasn't drawn like it's drawn out a lot more in the book than it is in the movie so i will do my best as at explaining this without going into the next minute too much it'll be hard but i will try so um as far as minute 20 goes the minute we're on right now um i have a little bit from where claus and patch were talking you know before so after claus leaves patch and before this takes place okay okay well so you should have mentioned that like 15 minutes ago So I have a little bit. Okay. All okay. Right. Um, so Claus was actually starting to get very frustrated with all of the coy hinting around that the elves were doing. And he compares it to getting a present in January and not being able to open it until Christmas. Like how hard it is for him to deal with all of these little hints of what's going on. Because he does still doesn't have any idea. Right. And then after checking on the deer, he felt tired. And on his way back, he noticed that everybody was asleep. So everyone in the whole elf village is asleep when he's leaving those reindeer. Okay. And then also what happens in this minute, which kind of leads up to right now, is that the elves are decorating their cottage, like their house in elf village, their little cabin that we saw, you know, where their bed was and whatever. The elves are starting to decorate that with more color and more excitement. So I just wanted to add that in. Now, to the shift work that John wants me to explain. So at this point where they're switching names and sharing beds, basically, so that they can get more productivity done, this happens months after Claus and Anya arrive at the elf village. 
time flew by for Claus and Anya as they settled into their new life at the North Pole. No one offered them more explanation about their curious new existence than they had already been given, but somehow the days and the weeks passed that no longer seemed to matter. They grew. They quickly grew to love the comfort and the bustle of their new home and the warm friendliness of the remarkable elves. Meanwhile, Claus grew more and more familiar with the elves' workshop, and they showed him their many skilled techniques for creating a seemingly endless supply of toys. And we have a whole thing. This is kind of messed up as opposed to the movie in the book. Like I said, like there's a bunch that's like added in that isn't in the movie. This part where they start to do shift work actually takes place after season's greetings. Oh, like they're gearing up more mm-hmm. and more for the big night. Yes. So uh, Patch implemented a couple of things around the workshop and around um, efficiency of the elves leading up to Christmas. But this it all took place like after season's greetings started. So, so to kind of root like... See, it's kind of hard to explain without going ahead in the yeah, movie. Yeah, going ahead to season's greeting. So we'll put a pin in this yeah. one. Yeah. So um, this was sleeping in shifts was Patch's idea. And it did start to take place after um, season's greetings. Because it says here, with Claus's approval, the elves begin to initiate more of Patch's efficiency-oriented innovations at his suggestion, the elves began working round-the-clock shifts, and in their dormitory, he installed a new invention, the alarm clock. Patch had taken a classic hand-carved cuckoo clock and redesigned its works so that it, the tiny toy figures marched out and chimed the hour as the time arrived for every shift change. The night shift elves, sleeping soundly in their beds, would wake promptly, yawning and stretching, just as the weary day shift began to file in to get some much-needed sleep. The freshly awakened, well-rested elves hurried toward the newly installed sliding poles at the far end of the room and slid down through the new openings in the floor like eager firemen to begin their night shift in the factory below. Okay, so these may have been intended to be guys getting ready for the night shift, but the way it's edited, like they're waking up in the morning... They get right to it. But it could be the morning shift, too, because I believe the day shift and the night shift, they do the same thing. You know, they wake up, they walk to the end, go down the fire poles as the next shift is coming in to go to bed. So it could be day or night. We don't know because we can't read the clock. <laughs> well, I'm going to assume. <laughs> well, we just have to assume that it's the morning. Maybe. We don't know. (laughs) But one thing we do know for sure is that none of these alarm clocks are going off on these rows of beds. Correct. They are not functioning alarm clocks in the movie. Okay, so now they are flipping the names on the beds to the elves that they share their bed with. Do you think they remake the beds before the night shift or the day shift switches over? I don't know. Do they? Well, they switched the name, but I want, I mean, if do they change the sheets? Do you have to sleep on some sweaty guy's sheets? No, it looks like they all just share the same, maybe, I mean, maybe they're related. Maybe they share, like, their bed with their brother or something. I don't know. So anyway, we have some new elf names to add to the official 
elf name list that we've been keeping track of. We do. The first name we see, some of these are really hard to catch. We have to go through them frame by frame. Yeah. So they have these wooden plaques on the beds with one name on one side. Then they flip it and the name of the other elf who shares that bed is on the other side. Right. So the first name we see is Queet. Q-W-E-E-T. And then he flips it to Bompa. B-O-M-P-A. Now, uh, we don't know... These are just the names. I don't know which elf is Queet and which is Bompa. I don't believe they're ever specified. <laughs> no. <laughs> then we see a name for Wolby. W-O-L-B-Y. And he shares a bed with an elf that we do see at some point in the movie. Goober. Mm-hmm. But to add to the confusion, there's an elf named Goober and an elf named Goobla, right? I, we we, we think. think. <laughs> Can't really remember. We'll find out for sure when we're later on in the movie. John's keeping track of all of these names. And then the last one, um, thankfully, the two between the two of us, we've been able to determine what this one is. The first one is Seavy, S-E-E-V-Y, and Seavy flips the name over to Wheat. Mm -hmm. W-E-E-T. We had to really take a really close look at this one. So there's Queet and Wheat. Mm -hmm. Like the first one's Queet, mm -hmm. and then the other one flips over and it's Wheat. Well, if there's a Goober and a Goobler, then <laughs> I mean... I suppose. But yeah, we had to really take a close look at Wheat's name because we thought maybe the first letter was being obscured. Right. Maybe it, it could be Sweet. Yeah, but um, it doesn't look like there's a letter there. Now, do they, when did they all change their clothes? We just saw them all get up out of their PJs. No, looks like they just, oh yeah. And now they're all marching out fully dressed in the normal clothes. <laughs> like, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. They are. That's the first time I've ever noticed this, <laughs> this error, this glaring editing error. Yeah. I don't know when they change. Does it say in here? I don't think it does. <laughs> Can they magically change their clothes? <laughs> Did we, did we miss a That's massive uh, scene where, with a bunch of naked elves? I know. <laughs> I mean, not that I want to see no. these elves naked, but I don't know. How is this continuity error? Another continuity... Continuity? Continuity? <laughs> My goodness. I don't know. In the book, it doesn't mention anything about them changing their clothes. I'm wondering if this is a different batch of elves and due to the magic of editing. Maybe. It's looking like these uh, guys, maybe those, the ones that we saw get up mm -hmm. were the one. I, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I'm very confused. Yeah, I don't know when they changed. Because now they're all marching off, giving us serious Seven Dwarfs vibes. So they walk. Well, it looks like they're close. Mm -hmm. No. I, I don't know. I don't see any clothes anywhere. Sometime between getting out of bed in their pajamas. Yeah. And turning the names over on their beds. They got clothes. They got fully dressed. I see their, like, some of them have hats hanging on the foot of their bed. I wonder if their clothes are hanging on the foot of the bed. And they get dressed, but they don't show that part because family movie. You know what I mean? Because it looks like there's a hat and some stuff. And it looks like their shoes are lined up on the floor. But this is record time. We still hear the clock going off. Maybe it goes off for a really long time. So Maybe they just sleep with outer shirts over their regular clothes. 
Oh yeah, maybe they they have their uh, their nightgowns and then their normal clothes on, so they can just rip it off like Superman. You know, like to protect the sheets from their woodworking. Instead of changing their clothes, they just put on. You know, I don't know. I mean, it could be. Well, well, up until about a minute or so ago, you never even noticed this before. Well, I no. Never, this is the first I've ever thought about it either. I've never noticed it, but... And obviously nobody on the Internet Movie Database <laughs> either, because this should be under their continuity errors. But, I mean, I think that their clothes just must be there at the end of the beds, and you're just not seeing it, you All know? Right. All right, let me, let me reverse it a bit. Okay, because their shoes are on the floor. Yes. And you can see that there are, like, hats and stuff hanging on the ends of the bed. So... I think that their clothes are just, you know, at the end of the bed. So somewhere between the three seconds of them getting out of bed and switching the names, they all got fully clothed. They're marching down towards what we're going to see in a second is the fire pole at the mm -hmm. end. You can see one guy slide down it. Mm -hmm. And they're they're bopping around. This, this is giving us serious Snow White and the Seven Dwarves vibes. Yeah. No, I'm just going to assume that they, they get dressed at the foot of the bed. And they just didn't show it. The editing makes it very, very seamless, though. I mean, we never caught this. Not once. So here we go down the fire poles that I just learned that Patch installed. Mm -hmm. And we see various elves going down this single pole from different angles. There seem to be two poles, or, or is there a mirror behind them? No, there's only one pole going no, down. There's two poles. There's a red pole and a green pole. Where's the green pole on the uh, top floor? I think it's on the other side of the wall. And we're just not seeing it from this particular angle because yeah. we see the red and the green pole with elves sliding down, coming down to work mm -hmm. on the on the on the production floor. I guess we yeah. call it. I think that it's just on the other side of the wall, so you can't see it. Like there's probably just like another sleeping room on the other side of that wall that you can't see. Because that's not enough beds to hold all of them. So, I think that's what it is. Then they march, and they get their tools, and they head to their stations. And then, boom, end of the minute. But you could, do you see this elf in the background? Like, what is he doing back there? Which one am I looking at? He's controlling something back here on the oh, wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this guy, like, pulling some ropes? Yeah, like, I don't know what he's controlling. I don't know if he's controlling... I don't know if he's, like, a night shift elf or a day shift elf that got there super early. Like, maybe he had to go pee, so he started work early. I don't know. But he's doing something over there. Everybody has grabbed, like, a hammer or something, but we do see one with, like, a broom mm -hmm. over his shoulder heading off to work. Can we tell what's really on the tables? Lots of unfinished toys, like more windmills and stuff. And you mm -hmm. see some blueprints for toys yep. on the walls. Yep. It looks like a vacuum cleaner, but I don't know what it really is. <laughs> And with that, the minute is over with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can actually, the blueprint right here before the end of the minute are the dolls that they saw in the toy tunnel. So there we go. I'm glad there was so much to talk about minute 20. I know. <laughs> this was a jam-packed minute. It was. And I think uh, the next minute is probably going to be just as jam-packed. Maybe not quite as much clock talk, though. No, probably not enough clock talk. But we but will see the clock again. We so. will see it again. So you can, you'll be able to see... 
what we're talking about with the words and everything. But we just wanted to get all the clock stuff into this minute. So, right. So you're not groaning in minute 21. It's like, oh, here they go. More the clock. clocks. <laughs> we get it. The clock. <laughs> so, Ben, where can everybody uh, follow us if they want to send us an email or a message on a social media platform? Well, for the social medias of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we are at Santa Minute. And if you want to email us your thoughts about the clock in shift work and what their names are or how they get dressed, <laughs> you can email us at SantaByTheMinute at gmail.com. But Ben, can you answer me one more question? Yes. What is season's greetings? You'll see. <laughs> so come back next Wednesday. Maybe we'll find out then. And you know that episode. And every episode you can listen to... For free!